Hello and welcome to Hail Dear Old Pod. Uh, we're just two guys being dudes talking about dogs. Uh, it's been a while since we've came out of the show. Took, I think a, it was, took, took a mini sabbatical. Mm-hmm, mini sabbatical. Yeah. Um, but we're back. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about baseball. We're going to talk about track and field. Um, tennis. tennis. Yeah, we're going to talk about tennis. <laughs> um, let's get let's get into that. Let's start with um, all of those sports, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we have some track and field and tennis to report on. Uh, with track and field, they are they were in the uh, regionals, as we said on the last podcast that we talked about track and field. SECs didn't go as well, but because the SEC is so deep, they were able to uh, make it into a regional, and I believe it was the East Regional, and we had a good showing. Uh, we had so the regional is kind of like it is for. Uh, a lot of the sports with baseball and all that, you do the regional to qualify for the nationals. And so, all right, we had 13 people uh, come out of the regionals. They were various running, jumping, and throwing things sports, as we mm-hmm. know we're always excelling at. Mm-hmm. Uh, qualify for these regionals, or qualify from the regionals, going to nationals now, which is this up this coming week. Uh, really excited about that. Like I said, we have some uh, we have some former national champions going to possibly defend their title. We have some up and coming teams that are really looking to make a, a name for themselves. We had a lot of the top finishers at the uh, East Regional, so. Lots of excitement around that, and uh, we look forward to covering that, and we're going to wish them the best of luck uh, for all the dog and uh, lady dogs that will be competing at the uh, Natty Championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to hearing and keeping up with that. Uh, we'll be uh, covering it uh, via our social media, and you always follow it on, like, Hell State, Athletics, and all that stuff. Uh, right. Should be some good stuff, but we're excited about that. And then uh, with tennis, the only thing really to cover in this one was uh, we uh, obviously, unfortunately, as we talked about in the last podcast, um, we got knocked out of the team event. Uh, it was a tough showing. Our ladies got bounced in the first round. Our men got bounced in the second round. Yeah. Uh, not the way we wanted the season to end, but still a lot to be proud of for those teams. They really had really great and successful uh, regular seasons. Uh, but after that, now you have the individuals, uh, which we had two. We had an entrant in every event, men's singles, women's singles, men's doubles, women's doubles. Uh, on the women's side, uh, Jasmine Lee, you know, she was still nursing that injury. I can only imagine that kept her out of the first round of the team event. That really, in my in my mind, cost us the that first round and a deep run in the tournament. So yeah. she unfortunately got bounced in the first round of the NCAAs, and then they got bounced in the doubles in a close three-set match. So it was just a rough way for the ladies to end. I mean, I, ha- I hate for them to end on a sour note because there's still a lot to be proud of for them and a lot to move forward with. But uh, really rough way. For the, for the men, though, uh, a, lot, a lot of good things happened for the men at the individuals. Uh, starting with the doubles, uh, you had uh, Foshi and Braun uh, get to the round of 16. Uh, really kind of uh, – I, th- I don't know if they knocked out – I don't believe they knocked out a seed, so they kind of did what they were expected to do. They got put out by a seed, but still a very good tournament for them. Uh, to finish in the round of 16, uh, they'll be back next year. Obviously, they're both really young, uh, I believe, sophomores. So, you know, a lot to build on for them, finishing round of 16. Uh, but the, the big the big story of the day was a guy that we've covered on this podcast many times by the name of Nuno Borges. Yes. Nuno continued to do Nuno things, and in this tournament was no different as Nuno became the first Mississippi State ever semifinalist in the NCAA singles event. Uh, losing out to a very good player from, I believe it was North Carolina, in a close match that could have gone either way. Uh, but still, the run Nuno had was unprecedented for Mississippi State for any player, and it was uh, really cool to see. I mean, as somebody who's obviously loves covering tennis and has enjoyed a lot of tennis success in my life, it was cool to kind of see that somebody in our dome of the area of Mississippi State could have that kind of success. And to have that kind of success as a sophomore, I mean, he will be back next year by all intents and purposes and should be one of the top players in the country. He knows, might make a run in the Natty title. So, uh, 
really proud of him. Uh, kudos to Nuno. Kudos to Matt Roberts and the entire men's team for having a great year. Kudos to the women's team for having a great year as well. I mean, tennis definitely uh, overshot expectations for both teams. So, no, still something to be proud of. But, like I said, Nuno making that run is just unreal and uh, very proud of him. But, uh, like I said, a light, light week. Uh, like I said, a lot of sports have wrapped up their season. You know, we don't have much to cover. But uh, we'll, we'll still cover some track and field on the next podcast. Like I said, we'll have some uh, NCAA nationals, nationals to cover. So, looking forward to that. But that will cover us for those sports. Okay, well, yeah, Nuno had quite the year. Um, track and field, they're, you know, hopefully they'll compete and uh, maybe bring home a natty. We'll see. Uh, let's get into baseball. Quite a week it was in Hoover. Um, I think I think everybody is not shocked at all to see LSU winning another SEC tournament championship. That's, I think that's their twelfth yeah. now. No surprise. Um, but let's talk. Let's talk Diamond Dogs for that. Um, game one, Georgia. Uh, we did pretty much what I thought we were going to do. We pitched Pilk. Brent Rucker had a home run. It was a fairly easy game. We get to day two against Arkansas. We're losing 3 nothing the whole game. But uh, the Cardiac Kids, the Canazars Cardiac Kids. Ooh, I like that. Is what we're calling them now. Uh, make a very cardiac comeback in the eighth and ninth inning, end up winning that game four to three. So that meant we didn't have to play two games that day, just the one. But Arkansas came back and just torched that second game. Who 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 were they playing again in that second game? Uh was that when they were playing who was it they were playing? I, f- I forget who it was, but you uh your boy Shadberger Three home runs, one of them being a grand slam. He almost hit for the cycle, which is very impressive. Also, uh, three Arkansas pitchers combined to throw a no-hitter. So, we we kind of... Auburn. Was it Auburn? Auburn. Okay. That's it. They destroyed. Okay, it's Auburn. Um, but, yeah, thankful we got to play morning Arkansas and not night Arkansas. Night Arkansas is a scary thing. Very, yeah, well, yeah, we found that out the next the next day. Um we had the next the what was it Friday Friday against Florida had a three nothing win or lead and uh, you know dogs dogs eighth is is the new phrase eighth inning has not been is it, is it a new phrase I'm pretty sure it's I, pretty old phrase well, at this point it, well it's new to me because I'm the first one I'm here and saying it but um, yeah eighth inning rolls around we're up three nothing Cole Gordon by the way. Fantastic seven innings. Gem of a game. Yeah. Did not know he was our ace, but he, well, he's one of them. Um, Florida comes back for an 11 uh, hit inning. 11 run inning. 11 run inning. 11 run inning. Uh, that's right. They didn't get a lot. They got a lot of walks. Oh, yeah, we, given we walked to a lot of people. That was great. Uh, they end up winning that game 12 to 3. That was fun to watch. To be uh, fair, I turned it off after four to three, so uh, that that might not be right. Twelve to three. I didn't. I watched the ship sink <laughs> and blow up, and it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. So of course we had to play that second game of the day against who else but Arkansas. Um, a little bit of irony there for you. And they, well, they they just they put us away. Um, it never looked. It was it was tied for a long time, but. Uh, Arkansas ended up edging that one nine to four, nine to two, something, something like that. I don't want to remember because it was just, 
It was ugly to watch. But that game was actually, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot closer. Um, Billingsley actually pitched well for about five, I believe he made it five innings of, de- of decent baseball. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did. You know, not not enough to get a quality start in, in some people's books, but for what we've gotten out of a lot of our starters lately, I would definitely consider it an improvement. Um, now, like I said, not, it's it's hard to look at that week. I mean, it was four games, so you got to see a lot of Mississippi State baseball. Uh, it was a tale of two games. You know, you had the first two games, which are so great, and you got uh, obviously the first game, Pilkington came out and did his Pilkington thing on what was short rest, which is amazing. Um, did his job, though, got eight innings, saved the bullpen a little bit. Uh, got that first win to where we at least weren't eliminated the first day. And then Cardiac Dogs on the second day, uh, coming back, uh, just a great win. And then Proverbial Friday, that game literally, I mean, you're, you know, you're literally just five outs away from a win. Or four, right. No, we got to four outs. We were up three to two yeah. with four yeah. outs. One pitch away from getting out of that inning with yeah. bases loaded. Riley Self just uh, couldn't get that last out. So, I mean, you, we literally played two games and in seven innings of great baseball, which – I actually will say, I think we played good baseball all four games. It was literally, we had the one inning, we gave up 11 runs. And then against Arkansas, we had the one inning, we gave up, I believe, seven runs in mm-hmm. one inning. Take those two innings out, and the Dogs have a great SEC tournament. And yeah. so, it's, it's hard to really look in this and say, oh, the last two games were so terrible. I don't see them as last. I just see it as two bad innings. Right. Now, that's baseball. Right. You're going to have bad innings. But if we could have kept those, if we could have kept the, you know, the Florida game to a five-run inning and give us a chance in the ninth. Or if we could have kept Arkansas to a three-run inning and maybe kept it, you know, that was early. I think six inning. We still could have maybe gotten three or four runs over the last innings to make it a game. Mm-hmm. We just really shot ourselves by giving up major runs in all those innings. So I, and, and but the starting pitching is really the tail of the tape for me. I mean, yeah. how how crazy is it that we went into a game with where our pitching was so questionable, or went to a tournament where our pitching was so questionable, and between Pilk, Cole Gordon, um, Billingsley, and Who's our, who's our fourth pitcher like? Um, did you say Plumley? There's Plumley, McQuarrie. McQuarrie, McQuarrie's yeah. other one over there. He yeah. started against Arkansas. He started against Arkansas. First I mean, we, we got five quality innings out of our four starting pitchers in four games, which is unreal to me. It's right. unreal, and I'm very excited about that as we move forward and move into what is about to be our regional situation where – if we have to go four games, I know our bullpen will definitely be pulled thin, mm-hmm. but there's at least possibilities that we could get quality pitchers at the starting role to save our bullpen. Like I said, you got to like Pilkington's ability to just eat innings at this point yeah. and save it for game two. And then Plumlee coming out of the bullpen has proved reliable. He had a really good SEC tournament. Riley Self was good, just ran out of gas. Yeah, um, which is going to happen. The man pitched, I feel like, every game. Yeah, season. he did. And then Spencer Price was the one that was probably the most disappointing. He had a chance to close out that Florida game, and so – but I'm going to say that that might have been an anomaly game because Spencer Price has been clutch for us all year. So I'm going to say that he should bounce back. I would not anticipate you see SEC tournament Spencer Price on a regular basis. The kid, the kid, right. he has you know twelve something saves in the SEC. I mean he's he's a closer, so he has that in his veins. He just had a bad outing. It was a rough one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say that was an anomaly, an enigma, so to speak. And mm-hmm. I feel I feel good that he'll bounce back. So. I like our core we're going into. It's a very small core, but I trust the you know I trust our pitchers. We're going to start at games from right now, which might be stupid to think, but I'm trusting them. <laughs> I mean, they've gotten us here for so far. Exactly. I mean, we're we are where we are because of our pitching. Because I mean, you know, we're as good as Rook and them are, they're going to have off games, and we got to have pitching that can keep us in it. And for the most part, our pitching hadn't completely abandoned us. Like I said, it was just a couple innings in this SEC tournament, and there's just a few games throughout the last couple weekends. Uh, we've been in a lot of games though, so I mean, we just need to find a way to get. We get we left too many people on base in the SEC tournament. How yeah. crazy was that? 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think uh, the stat against uh, Arkansas that four to three win against Arkansas. We had thirty five guys stranded on base that game. Jeez, that's that's not good. Um, that that is that was a glaring problem. Uh, we got to get that fixed. But uh, yeah, o- overall, I was I was surprised they got that far, and they were, they were playing well, you know, bef- before those those last two games. And um, you know, I, I I think the regional we're we're in now is very winnable. We got some tough teams. So, so yeah, we got, on, we got the buzzards. On that subject, we're we're heading to Hattiesburg. We're right. uh, we're going to Hattiesburg, hosted by none other than our fair friends of the South. Mm-hmm. Enemies, depending on who you talk to, uh, Southern Miss. Are they, is, is okay? Let's let's debate this right now. Is Southern Miss a real rival of Mississippi State? Is that is it? My opinion, yes. No, I don't care about Southern. That's true. That's true. This is coming know. from somebody who's lived in Laurel and has heard so much Southern Miss stuff in my lifetime because I live twenty minutes north of Hattiesburg. I just don't care. They can well, yeah. consider themselves whatever they want, but right. I just don't honestly care about Southern Miss. They, right. I don't. They, they said they won the conference USA. I was like, I didn't know that. Cool. Who'd, who'd you beat? Marshall and Toledo? Exactly. Man, cool. You really got... Chad Pennington's probably real mad at you right now. Remember that one time y'all had, like, y'all won the Conference USA and beat Houston and football, and y'all thought y'all were really good, and then y'all still went to the Hawaii Bowl? Like, that's that's what you have to look forward to <laughs> as a Southern Miss fan is maybe we'll go to the Sheraton Liberty Bowl and play <laughs> the sixth best SEC team and probably lose. Yeah. That's just the sad reality of being a Southern fan. So, no, I don't consider them a rival. And, like I said, us going down there... I hope they understand we're about to take over their 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 spot. Uh, are we though? Because there is very uh, few tickets allowed for Mississippi, or not allowed, but like given for state fans. They they said they were being very, um, I don't I don't know what the word uppity maybe maybe they didn't want us down there or up there. Um, tickets tickets were hard to come by uh, for this regional for state fans. Um, and Pete Taylor Park, I think what it holds five thousand people, maybe. Did well, they not understand the fan base we have for our baseball team? I'm pretty sure it's what we average against like Alcorn State in the midweek. So yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very much thinking that this is going. I mean, if they let us in, it's going to be a rowdy crowd already because our our fans are baseball fans. Yes, uh, true baseball fans in the sense we got to experience it in the left field lounge for that LSU series. Yes, we did. Uh, best fans in the world. Um, I don't know. I just. I'm I'm have one idea and another about the fact that we have to go to Pete Taylor Park and all that stuff, and they can restrict our tickets. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're they're not going to have a big home field advantage. I just don't see it being a thing for them. They're, they're not gonna they're not gonna shock and all us with their because they, they can't give them more than probably at least you know three to two right. of the numbers. So I don't expect their three thousand fans to really just sh- shake Pilkington on the mound if he has no. a, a bad inning. No, I've been to Pete Taylor Park before. And uh, their outfield consists of trees. Yeah. So man, I'm sh- I'm shaking. So uh, Mangum Ma- Ma- and uh, Elijah McMe, y'all are, y'all are safe this weekend because literally no one can yell from you except from I think the, the whole third outfield is. Yeah. What a what a step down in CAA. Way right. to way to make baseball not. Fun. I hope they try and make Nas like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have y'all's ballpark, and we get to look at them and go, you know what? We don't even like our ballpark. We're tearing the entire thing down <laughs> to build a brand new one. We have the best place to play baseball already, and we're saying, no, sir, not good enough. We're tearing it down. <laughs> it's going completely brand new. We're going to build a minor league ballpark so that we can properly house our fans. And like I said, I mean, we're, 
they have to know if we have if we were hosting this regional, fifteen thousand every single game. Yeah, every game. Every game, they're going to be lucky to have fifteen thousand for a weekend. Also, I saw something on Facebook today. It uh, it was a Southern Miss baseball like picture, and it said uh, Southern Miss baseball has uh, some words. For our regional uh, opponents this weekend, and it was a picture of like a Southern Miss ba- baseball player, and it said, "This is our our home, our city." Hashtag Baseburg. That might be the worst hashtag I've ever heard in my life. What is Baseburg? I I, I really got nothing on that. One. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. Um, They're making it this, too easy for me to hate them. It's kind of like when they tried to make the Rock a thing, and they were lucky to make it. 35% capacity even to, during the good days. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm not really shuddering at you right now, old, uh, old basketball old Miss, just to try and do them relevancy. Uh, Southern Miss, I'm not shuddering at the thought of playing at Pete Taylor Park in front of a ruckus crowd of 2,500 golden buzzards. Uh, Mustard buzzards, yeah. if, if anything, I'm, 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 I'm going to say it. I'm more worried about our first opponent, South Alabama. They're, they're a quality team that's already beat us once this year, uh, even though the golden buzzards have, but, you know, mm-hmm. semantics. Um <laughs> No, South Alabama, they got a quality team. That's our first opponent on uh, Friday night, I believe it's 6 o'clock. Yes. Um, Lad, I'll ask you this question because it's been brought up in a number of group texts that I'm in. Uh, first game, South Alabama, a team we're familiar with, played them three times, beat them two, uh, two games at Starkville, lost one game in Mobile, which was a weird game. We can all agree that was a game that literally we were hitting pitchers, we were throwing right fielders at right. the mound. Uh, it was just a weird game. So, again, you can probably just throw it out. Yep. Uh, first game. Who's on the mound for you? Are you, are you going? That's a question everybody's going to ask. It's the, it's the hot mm-hmm. question you ask when you're in the 3-2 yeah, yeah. matchup. Yeah. Even when you're in the 1-4 matchup, do you throw your ace the first game or do you try and set yourself up for the semis by uh, having your ace in your back pocket? What's your thoughts? That's a tough one. Uh, I don't know. I don't, man. I, I think I'm going to go. you, you got to go Pilkington the first game. we gotta get. We got to get three in a row. we got to get three wins in a row. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. And honestly – that first win sets you up. You're looking pretty. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go. You throw Pilkington first. Maybe do kind of sort of the same thing we did in Hoover. You know, I think that worked out for the most part okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I would throw Pilk first. I'm, a, I'm in agreement. I, I think Pilk is the – I wouldn't say no-brainer because I know you could make arguments anyway, but if it's my team, I would say it's the no-brainer just because yeah. you got to get game one. You can't think about game two if you don't win game one. Uh We've seen good teams go down there. Like I said, I was talking about it with you earlier uh, the other day. I brought it up. It was that. I can't remember. It might have been 2010, I believe, or 11. We had that team with Chris Stratton at the mm-hmm. helm. Mm-hmm. And we went down there and played Sanford and Tallahassee in the Florida State Regional. And many people were arguing whether we should throw Stratton or Satan because he was SEC Pitcher of the Year. Uh, Same for game two. We ended up throwing in game one, and we still lost, and we had to battle our way back, and then we didn't battle our way back and lost yeah, regional. Yeah, exactly. So I, was, I, I would say, I'm not saying throw all your, like I said, I'm not saying you have to go every good pitcher in game one, but I think if you throw Pilk, you, you know, you have somebody like a Peyton Plummy or Self ready to clean up the seventh and eighth if you need him because you hope he gets you six yeah. or seven, and then you close the game like a normal one. But uh, for game two, I mean, actually you said maybe keep the same thing. Uh, the only argument I would make is maybe, you know, after the jammy pinched against uh, Florida, I would like say Cole Gordon might be ready for that game, too, if, especially if it's the Golden Buzzards. Uh, Honestly, after, yeah, after Hoover, I'm, I think I'm confident the most, or the most confident, whatever, uh, in, in Gordon. Yeah. After Pilkington, 
Um, I would almost be, in, in a perfect world, we win game one and game two, and we have game three, which would be our proverbial championship. Someone yeah, would have to beat yeah. us twice. I would feel better throwing Denver McQuarrie out there and literally being able to tell him, hey, this game – Pitch freely, you know. You got, right, you got. Right. We got an extra game if you if you mess up, and then you got Billingsley there on Monday if you need him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think in like a, a tight game, I would rather have Cole Gordon. Like I said, yeah. I mean, he yeah. he's out there against what is the number four national seed, uh, Florida or number three? I think it was number three national seed, Florida, and yeah, just yeah, threw a gem against them. So I mean, I will say this though: my brother-in-law brought up a good point when we were watching the um, championship game. Uh, for LSU and Arkansas, Florida only had like two guys batting over three hundred on that whole hmm. that whole lineup. So, but still, I mean, they just have aces. They yeah. have they have. Oh yeah. Arms. Oh, the guy the guy they threw against us, the number three starter, which it was against us on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was ten and zero. Yeah, Sunday starter, like a two point eight right. ERA. Ten and zero in the Sunday roll. That's. Also, it helps that we almost killed two of their center fielders that game. Yes, I really like that strategy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like that Kenneth yeah, Arrow saved that for the postseason, trying yeah. to kill other players and backups of those same players. So, uh, Kenneth Arrow, I like that you're throwing, throwing stuff at me I didn't see coming. Yeah. Good job. Really yeah. like that effort. Specifically throwing it at their heads. Yes. It was very brutal he to see. But earhold that, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cole Gordon. He, he earholed them and then no hit them for like six innings. So, if that's that intimidation... You know, I don't could know you is. say could you say his performance was solely based on him just hitting a kid in the head? I I, I think I'd say it's just a tone setter. It's just a tone setter. I really uh, I like I like the effort. I like Cole Gordon. Like I said, I mean, and it's just one thing to say. Our pitchers have not been dominant enough behind Pilkington all year to confidently say no. Saturday's game is Denver's game. He deserves to pitch it. Denver's pitched well, but we just have to ride the hot hand. And right now, the hot hand is Cole Gordon. He yeah, has the confidence. Yeah. Uh, Denver didn't pitch bad in the SEC tournament, but, you know, we only got through five innings, then we had to pull him again. So, I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, I would say let the hot hand Cole go on game two. Hopefully it's against Southern in a, you know, winner's bracket. It could be in the hopefully, winners. Hopefully it's against Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. Or, yeah, in, in, in the winner's bracket. I don't know why. I know I want the Golden Buzzards. I want to demoralize the Golden Buzzards in their home their home stadium. They whipped us pretty good, that trust mark. So, yeah, we do need some redemption. We do. Canazaro said he wants it to be Starkville South. So, yeah, I just – Honestly, I can't stand Southern Miss, but it's like uh, I hate you, but I also don't care about you enough. They're to... the, they're 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 not even the little the little brother. They're the second little. They're the youngest brother. When there's another brother in between that brother and your, I would I would say they're the stepbrother. Ooh, not yeah, even a real brother. Yeah, no blood. Not even, not no even related. At all, not even yeah. related. They're like, well, the fourth, no third best, no. Fourth best football team in the state. I'll say it. You got State. You got Ole Miss. You got the East Mississippi Community College Lions. <laughs> and then you got the Golden Buzzards of Southern Miss. Um, I'm not going to argue that. I think yeah, that's, no, that's just that's, that's just that's stats. an astute. That's yeah. That's an astute. That's just call right that's there. just facts for you. Um, hey Southern, why won't you play? Why won't you put East Mississippi? Are you scared? Are you yeah, scared of them? Why don't you put them on guys? the schedule? Yeah, they've been calling you out for years. I'm pretty sure. I've heard him say some mean things. About well, we can talk to our uh, mutual friend uh, T- Tyler Stanley, who played on the team. I bet he, I bet he would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. But yes, uh, it's it's looking like a good regional. Jeremy, do you think we can get out of it? You think you think we can take this regional? I'm, I'm honestly going to say I think if if we win game one and just get the jitterbugs out on that game one, game two is where we just like I said if we go in there win game one. I mean, like I said, it's 
obviously the perfect row, but I think when game one, game two, there's no way we're blowing it. We're not we're not losing two games in a row. Well, especially if we get to Sunday in two and zero. So I I'm gonna, I'm going to go out supremely confident. I'm going to say three no dogs. We beat South Alabama. I say South Alabama. Probably, I think that'll be the closer game. I think that could be like a three yeah, one yeah. game. Yeah. Very tight game. Uh, we're gonna All need. Through this game we're gonna tight. need Rooker to really do something special uh, in that game. I feel like, but mm-hmm. I feel like Southern could be a game. We could step on some throats and yeah. then come come back on Sunday. Denver McQuarrie, I've been I've I've been a fan so far. He's really kind of put some maybe put my foot in his mouth early, uh, but uh, he's really kind of stepped up. He hasn't been the most dominant pitcher, but he's been consistently just getting five and six innings. So I think he could be due for a really good game. Uh, and like I said, we're, we're, we're stepping into the regional with the best player in the state, if not the country, uh, and Brent Rooker. And you've got to think he's going he's gonna to make, make waves in a ballpark like Pete Taylor where it's really not that big of a deal. So he might hit five homers this what's, regional. Yeah, I was about to say, what's his home run count at? I think he's at 21 or 22. He's, I know he's currently still in the lead for the, uh, the, the, triple, the triple crown. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I, know yeah, I think – my only thing was I thought Dykeman could catch him on home runs. I think he's got him by two or three. Uh, so, I mean, Dykeman could potentially catch him because LSU's going to be playing garbage competition right. until they play a certain, a certain super regional against a team that's looking for redemption. Oh, can we just call, talk about that real quick? The mm-hmm. whole uh, Marinari uh, not acknowledging Canizero by name whenever they asked yeah. him about like the struggles of LSU, and he said, well, we had a certain coach leave back in November, mm-hmm. and he refused to call Canizero by his name. And mm-hmm. Canizero had a great response on Twitter of the eye roll emoji. Yes, um, very good. I'm, I'm just going to say it, and uh, real quick, I'm just going to say for all young listeners, earmuffs, <laughs> I believe is the phrase, if you don't know this. Marinari's being a little baby back bitch about this. I, I'm sorry. And mom, if you're listening to this, I really apologize. But that's that's the best way to describe it. Marinari's just being a baby back bitch about this. You act like he just disgraced your program by leaving. He left your program for one of the top five, ten, by my standards, top five jobs in the country right. where you get so much backing by the alumni base and it's literally building a brand new stadium. Nine out of ten coaches are taking that job. So yeah. I don't understand why Nary is so bitter and so heartbroken. They, there's talks that they were, didn't get along when they were together, but it seemed to be fine because they won games while they were there, so I'm sure he tolerated him. But you know what, man, Nary, just stop whining, stop crying. That's yeah, why. What, what has he got to be sad about? They just won the SEC. Well, I hate that guy. They swept us in Starville. As Lad said, he's just a dirty little Italian. Yeah, he is. He's snaking the grass up on me. Exactly. Um, but, yes. Uh, I, th- I think I think this is a great uh, regional for us to get out of. I believe in this team. They've done far more than what I've expected them to do uh, this season. So yeah, I, I think I think I think we might be favorites getting out of this regional. Regional. Um, moving on, I think that's all the sports recaps to do. Uh, let's get into some segments. Let's do. Uh, Okay, all right. He's he's pointing at me. We'll, so, do, we'll do his first. Uh, we were at his house. He's being such a gracious host tonight. Uh, Colin Hawkins. Sup, sup. My college roommate. Yeah. Uh, a good friend. <laughs> and he he had the great idea of coming up with his own segment. He is calling it Hail Superlatives. I'm sure you guys are all aware of uh, late night superlatives with Jimmy Fallon. They're pretty funny. Uh, Cullen's going to throw a little Mississippi State spin on it. 
I can't. So, I cannot wait, lad. This is, I, by the way, Jeremy and I have not. We don't know what's about to be said. So just. I just want to let y'all know too. Like I don't really watch a whole lot of state baseball, so I'm looking at these guys. <laughs> half of these guys I've seen for maybe the third or fourth time. Okay. The other half for the first. Okay. I kind of so, I kind of like that about. It. So this that's is good. coming from the. Don't you guys might be offended with some of the stuff because you're like, oh, he's such a great guy. I'm like, I don't really care. I just see his face, <laughs> and this is what it looks like. He's very, very. Um, Judge by the you guys cover. ready? Do, do I get to do a superlative of Joe Morrow at the end of this? You can do superlative. Uh, don't oh, make fun of That's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, this is Joe's. This is Joe's. comes fan. out. So. All right, all right, Colin. Hit us with some uh, hail superlatives. Hail superlatives. All right, these are most likely. These are basically awards you would give at a, you know the beginning of a yearbook or something like that. Yeah. Okay. First off, we got Hunter Stovall. He's. Oh gosh. I, I can't cut this hard. Um, he's <laughs> effing crazy. <laughs> I'm looking at his picture. He's insane. I gave Hunter Stovall most likely to beat up his cousin that he hasn't seen in two years because of their fighting over who likes Leonard Skinner more. <laughs> See, that makes me sad because I'm, this a, dude big, is, I'm a big Stovall guy. Big so look at his eye. He looks insane. No, I mean, Hunter, you're probably nice. Uh, you're seeing no. That's the grit in his eye. You're yeah. seeing a lot of grit. You're seeing 100 grit in that man. Yeah, that eyes. is gritastic, as we like to say. All right, speaking of grit, oh, here's my favorite one. I looked at this dude. This this yeah y'all are talking about him Connor uh, Pilkington let's call right. him Pilk Pilk okay let me uh, go back to his picture real quick pride, pride of he East doesn't East. look now this is the craziest part I looked at Connor Pilkington's picture and I was like man he looks like he's been through some nasty girls before oh okay and so I thought of our <laughs> old friend uh, Nathan right? Hudson 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 okay and Nathan Hudson always talked about man I got the her, her, her. And I'm like, oh, she's probably he's, from he's proudly married. He now. loved he loved the Hurley girls. Shout yeah. out Nathan Hudson. Shout out Hurley girls, Nathan Hudson. So I was proudly married. Hurley girls because I've seen Hurley girls. I'm like, that ain't pretty. They got a piggly wiggly. Serving, serving our country. Thank you, Nathan. I said Connor Pilkington is most likely to be from Hurley, Mississippi. Guess where he is from? He is from Hurley, Mississippi. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it makes that that actually you hit the nail on the head. That does make too much sense. He is Hurley. Born and bred. Through and through. Yeah, he's a Just look at that sure. face. He, he looks like he'd tell you some stories. <laughs> All right, next up I got uh, Jacob Billingsley. Here we go. Okay, Jacob Billingsley does not look like a baseball player. That's, he, that, I would say that as well. That's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, a good argument. Whatsoever. Uh, Jacob Billingsley got most likely to have to show physical proof that he actually plays college baseball. <laughs> <laughs> This baby face. Do you think he just walks around with like a scholarship in his back pocket? Like, hey, here's my scholarship. I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, man, he's the worst player on your intramural team. (laughs) I know he's probably good, but. No, he's the guy that shows up in like the stirrups. Like for intramural softball, he shows up in like the baseball pants, the cap. Like he lets you know, yeah, I played high school. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great big deal. We're we're going to get there. We're going to get Yeah, yeah. Well, Jack's prep guy's coming up. But uh, (laughs) later on, let's go Tanner Poole. Tanner, uh, Tanner Poole's just got some crazy eyebrows. <laughs> um, he's dating this. Actually, I know he's dating this uh, girl uh, that went to the school with us, or with me, not with y'all, because okay. y'all didn't go to us. Y'all went to craft schools. Okay, well, that's, but, a, uh, that's a different discussion. She's my sister's best friend, Alyssa. Shout out to Alyssa. Dating this guy, Tanner Poole. Alyssa, your boy Tanner Poole looks most likely to fight over what position he plays in men's league softball in five years. <laughs> It's probably not going to be right field. The fact, the fact that you haven't been men's league softball in five years makes me so happy because it's very accurate. Because that man is not going anywhere. I'm sorry. Also, he's not hitting hitting anything. He's going to strike out. Water's <laughs> wet, sky's blue, and Tanner pulls strikes out with men in scoring possessions. I believe yeah, sure. that is the phrase, the turn of phrase. It Let's get to my. Um, I've seen this dude. I think a year or two ago, I looked at him and I was like, "That's my best friend." And um, uh, 
This guy's the man. Where's he at? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. This dude's name is Cole Gordon. <laughs> the mullet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cole Gordon is most likely to be the best man in at least 20 weddings. That's, that's, uh, that's. Because I'm looking at him for five right seconds, and I'm, i got to figure out how to meet him. I feel like he probably has the most friends out of anybody yeah. in the world. It's definitely my friend. He, he, he could be the biggest jerk in the world. <laughs> it's my friend. 6'5 with a mullet, 253. Good oh, he cut the mullet, by the way. Yeah, he cut it off. Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. Most 10 weddings. Let's go. Okay. The, the mullet probably did yeah. bring it down a little bit. All right. Let's Crowd go. Uh, let's go to six year senior downtown Cody Brown. Love me some downtown. Probably seventh year senior. I don't know. He's been there as much as Cole has, let's be honest. Oh, okay. Well, not Cole Gordon. <laughs> we know. We do. Cody Brown got most likely to meet his wife at an Eric Church concert. That's accurate. That's accurate. Just looks like it. Have you ever heard Eric Church? Is he any good? Medical red shirt. I heard him in Mississippi State one time. Not a country guy. He's okay. Not a country He's okay. Then, uh, oh, this dude, this is the prettiest man I've ever seen in my life. Here we go. You probably guess. Who would you say? Probably Jake Mangum. Jake Mangum is so pretty. <laughs> He's a stud. He's I'm, a this stud. is the most chiseled jaw I've right? ever seen in my right. life. Also, I'm looking at his full body picture. I'm like, oh, what a little baby. Okay, and then I look at his face and I'm like, dear God, he could beat up Superman. <laughs> Jake Mangum is getting most likely to marry Rich and never have to worry about his potentially failed MLB career. Oh, that was hard. I mean, it may be good. <laughs> that was hard. He is, he's a short guy. Well, he's not that short. He's, he's going to marry a super good-looking rich lady. Props to you for being able to do that. He went to Jackson Prep. Ooh, here's a... Here's a props, props. I just put up a superlative. Jake Mangum most likely to be Tom Cruise's stun double in 20 years. Because you know Tom Cruise, Cruise isn't quitting. He's got like six inches on Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is like 5'2". Well, you know, he can squat. I don't know. So maybe for like the mummy nine? I hope, I hope. Speaking I hope of uh, lovely ladies, let's go to this guy. Josh oh, Lovelady. Here we go. Josh Lovelady. The speed demon. Oh my God, something looks wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> he is most likely to go to Cowbells every weekend to pick oh. up girls. Oh man! I think the whole baseball team might do that. Actually, yeah, I think they live out there. You could throw that. You could throw the whole. Josh Lovelady. He definitely runs the place. He's, he's definitely the guy that's like, "Hey man, let's get a house." It's uh, close to Cowbells. Also, nicest guy probably ever. I've never met him, but yeah, yeah it looks super nice. swell guy. So you know. Also very slow. It looks like he visits Hurley. Slow speed, not not, not from not Hurley, mentally. but definitely he's like, "Oh, let's go to Hurley. That's a cool place." Eric Church's stepbrother lives there. <laughs> Then uh, let's go. Last but not least, y'all's uh, y'all's uh, nighttime boy, whatever you dream of, uh, Brent Rooker. This dude, oh go my! Go easy on. Go easy. I'm not going. This dude is six foot four. Looks like the male lead in every movie, from a place called Germantown. So you know he's white. Um, <laughs> That's true. Christian. Uh, this dude is really good at baseball and is really tall and looks really strong. He's most likely to be 30. Um, like right now? <laughs> you ever seen, uh... Ever, like he's 30 right now? Yeah, like right now. <laughs> okay. Not like most likely to be 30 when he's th- like most likely to be 30 like, right now. Get, like, can we see a birth certificate 30? You remember when, uh, you watched Bench Warmers and they played that one Mexican dude? Yeah. And they're like, let me see yeah. your birth certificate. <laughs> And he says, yeah, he says, I am 12. <laughs> That's Brent Rooker right now. They're like, this man is not in college. Well, I'm, glad, like, I'm glad nobody picked up on that until now. No, he said, I am 20. <laughs> he's not 20. If he's 20, I'm 20. <laughs> Actually, no. If he's 20, I'm 16. Yeah, I was about to say. If he, yeah, bring it down a little bit. 
He's yeah. 20. I'm oh, is that all you got for us? No, I got uh, Canazaro, Canazio, whatever. That. It's Canazaro. Yeah, whatever. Uh, he is most likely to have a meltdown and then be a minor character in a WWE show. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. That kind of goes along with what we think. So. Also, I think that he, and I know that you guys think, one of y'all's segments thinks, what is it like? Maybe can Canazaro beat up that coach? Yeah, can Canazaro beat up that coach? Coming up next. I think that he is probably not a good fighter. That's the dumbest thing. I I've said ever WWE. Heard. I didn't say UFC. I didn't say boxing. I didn't say any of that. Well, that he, you still gotta, you still gotta be pretty good. He show. he looks like he's all show, and no go. Mm, I, I mean, those guys that work out like that, they do it because they're insecure about their fighting. If the real fighters, skinny little munchkins, I that bet, have the I, mentality. I look, bet you won't look say at that uh, to his face then. Oh, <laughs> say it to his face. No, because he's he's got power over me. <laughs> He has power means nothing. He's got one of the four G's of life. He's got the glory, and the glory has the power. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the guns, the girls, or the gold. Yeah, he's girl, got the guns. Girls, the guns, gold, guns. and glory. That's what we live for. Oh, and God, five G's. My bad. Shout oh out to wow! Shout <laughs> the biggest G of all. We are not bigots here. We. <laughs> anyway, no. My point is, he uh, real like you look at Conor McGregor. He's skinny little munchkin. Floyd Mayweather, skinny little munchkin. Manny Pacquiao, skinny little munchkin. Because they have to make weight mm. at their fights. No, it's because those guys are good fighters. Good fighters. Cam Zero would definitely be in the heavyweight. Good division. fighters don't have to work out. Have you heard of Mark Hunt? What was Rocky's best movie? Okay, Rock. That's what was not Rocky, a real person. What was Rocky's best movie? The one where he four when he won the Cold War. Hmm, three. Oh wow! Three. Wow. That's debatable. The Cold War was that's cool. That's the hottest take that's ever gone Cold on this War. podcast. <laughs> it is. Cold he War. ended the Cold War. Cold War Rocky was really cool, but it also had two mon- two workout montages, so it kind of cheated. If Rocky three had two montages, it'd be really good, and it had he's fighting. Let's be. I mean, honestly, he's fighting a big. Ro- oh, come on. Ivan Drago versus Mr. T in real life. Who's winning that? T- tell me. Clubber Lang, Ivan Drago, real life. Who's winning that? Not Ivan Drago. You can get your... You know, they got all their technologies, punch stuff. It's like, oh, I punched 2,100 pounds of force. No, Mr. T. He was also injected with steroids. No, Mr. T's whooping your that, that fight went 12 rounds of Clubber Lang. He was burned out by Yeah, because four. Rocky got slim. Rocky got slim and he got fit for that fight. Remember? And if you get slim and you get fit, you have the fighter's mentality. Canazaro doesn't have fighter's mentality. It's like he's working out. Canazaro. Canazaro. All right. Okay. All right. Hey, that's all. It was that really nice. the worst take I've ever had. You guys need to watch Rocky Three again in respect. He's, when he was running on the beach with Apollo... The end of that montage was him and Apollo running on the beach water and hugging each other. I know the movie. What's more is... perfect than that? How about ending you the Cold so, War forever? You ain't so bad. You ain't so bad. That's that the was best. Good, that was a good moment. Uh, how good. about the fact whenever Ivan Drago looked down and said, I must break you. I'm, yeah, and I That was, was synonymous. He was like, like, that was like, Russia trying to bend us to their will. No, and you know right. what he said? No. And he, and he was wearing Apollo's pants. And he was right. He said, had so much symbolic patriotism in it. He you were anti-American. Oh. I think we're getting on a rant here. I must yeah, break yeah, you because if I don't break you, I'm going to actually fight you. We're going to talk off pod. We're going to talk off pod. For real. We're going to talk off pod. I do like your superlatives, though. That was a fun segment. That was good. Colin, I, I would like to invite you back to do it for football and for other parts I lo- of No, I like, I like doing this stuff because, you know, I like I see these players two, three times you know, yeah. a year. I think they're good. But I see Canazaro. I'm like, man, he's a really good coach. He's a really big guy. Canazario, whatever you call him. <laughs> I'm like, man, he's the dude's jacked. He's probably, you know, afraid to fight. That's why he's jacked. 
That's a hot take. That's, That's a hot take. But Colin, I, I enjoyed. I'll beat your butt. I enjoyed you being on here, and like I said, I'd like to invite you back to do more of these superlatives with you know football and right. basketball and so and such. So I look forward to more of this. Thanks, guys. This was fun. We appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. See ya. That, that was coming with very, very hot takes. So we go straight into since he, let, let's go to Kanazaro or whatever his name is. Can we? Can we? You want to go straight into him versus? Uh, yeah. Be post coaches. Segment we call Can Kanazaro beat up that coach? Uh, regional edition. It's it's three coaches now. Handicap match. Handicap because that's unlike unlike Cullen, What Cullen was saying, uh, he could wrestle. He could wrestle in WWE. Because what, cause what we decided was after the Marinari, which was, we've gotten rave reviews about our Marinari episode, a.k.a. the live episode from uh, Left Field Lounge, uh, in which we said that we, we built that up as the big match, and he clearly was going to destroy him. So for this regional, yes, we are saying instead of him fighting each of these coaches, the Southern, who was it, Illinois, Chicago, mm-hmm. um, Southern Miss, and USA coach, one-on-one, uh, let's let's just fight them all at the same time in a three on one handicap match to maybe make it a test. So right. three on one handicap match, uh, false count anywhere. We'll make it that rule. No disqualification because obviously there'll be some cheating going on at some point by yeah. the Golden Buzzards. They're definitely teaming up. On yeah, they're definitely throwing down some teaming up. Uh, you know, this might be one of those times where like maybe you know he's getting beat up by like three on one, and all of a sudden. You look into the crowd and you see a coach by the name of Mingione, a good friend of uh, Mississippi got, State, coming second. He has his own regional to get to get fight. Yeah, but I mean, they're going to kill him. So I mean, <laughs> maybe he can take like an hour out of his time to come help him. Maybe be quick. But uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I mean, can Kansas just straight up beat all three of these coaches at one time? Yes. I think it's one of those things where he's probably like, like in, if we're talking about match style, he's like slamming one down, slamming one on top of the other one, slamming one on top of both of them, and then pinning all three of them at one time. He could bench press all three at the same time. I've seen him do it. True. Yep. That would be electric stuff. So, like I said before, yes. Kanazaro's beating up these three coaches. Yeah, yeah he's going to beat them up. I don't, I don't care what our good friend uh, said earlier. I believe in my coach. I think he can... Bash some skulls. Bash some nerds. I think so, too. So yeah, three or one handicap. Take that, Cullen. <laughs> Touch. <laughs> uh, let's get into our next segment, bear bashing. Ooh. We got some good bear bashing. It's been, a, it's been a good week for just bad things to happen to Ole Miss. Um, first and foremost, they did make the postseason. Uh, so Omaha... Once again, stands for Old Miss at home again. Mm-hmm. So that's always great. Love seeing this. And then they made them all that one time, but we, we choose to forget that. Yeah, well, I don't remember that ever happening. Um, didn't make the postseason. Really just very unimpressive this season. Mm-hmm. So congrats. That's what that gets you. They're, they're really, hey, they're, really but don't worry, Old Miss. You got the NIT next season in basketball. Uh, so super good on that. Um, another thing. The shortstop for Ole Miss before the uh, baseball tournament. He he was playing ping pong and he broke his foot. Yes, yeah, is that what happened? Yeah. How do you do that? How do you break a foot playing String ping pong? Train ping pong. I sure. I, I saw videos of people posting videos of like those extreme ping pongers, like from the Olympics, and it's like, yeah, they, they, they could fall. I mean, if there was a slippery floor, I'm like. Yeah, but these are just like college kids just playing, like messing around, playing ping pong. I have no clue how you break your foot 
in a simple game of ping pong. I, I would never come close to doing that. I don't think I, I've never broken my foot playing ping pong. No. So I guess I'm good enough to play shortstop at Ole Miss. Ooh. Is that what I like I'm saying? I like that spin zone. That's a I've got him one up there. We could go down that road. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Ole Miss, don't worry. You, you, you're not good at football anymore. You're not good at baseball anymore. NIT, that's a given. So, you know, shoot for the Big Apple every season. Um, but I think we're going to go ahead and just say, Ole Miss, you're now a softball and golf school. Ooh, I believe it. So, uh, for those of you not keeping up, their softball team had a uh, – a good run. We'll give them props when it's due. A good run to uh, the uh, Super Regionals of this team. But the, the irony of that is you, I remember, and I'm sure all of the state fans remember all the uh, Ole Miss fans making fun of us whenever we had our women's basketball was going great, and, mm-hmm. uh, winning all these games, making Final Fours. You know, oh, well, we, we don't really, you know, we, we're, we're not paying attention as much to women's sports. You know, we, we have other things to hang our hat on, and it's like, then all of a sudden, I, I'm hearing about all these old men's fans be like, hey, and I was up till 1 a.m. watching that UCLA game. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's oh. funny. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, yesterday they actually they had a guy win a national championship in uh, men's golf. Uh, my dad and I, for Memorial Day, were watching it because my dad likes to watch golf, kind of weird like that. Right. Um, best quote, though, was uh, the guy's getting interviewed, and uh, I was like, man, that guy's a, guy's, that's a nice kid. You know, he's not your typical – Old Miss guy, because I actually kind of like him. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of a reverse psychology of my dad, because <laughs> he hates all Old Miss people, and normally they're douchebags. But this guy was actually kind of a stand-up guy. So, okay. well, you know, we're get, we're actually throwing a little bit of – we're giving props to that kid, but we're also throwing disses then, because now, yes, Old Miss, congratulations, you are now a softball and golf program school forever. Well, they are going to play in 12 bowl games next season, so don't Ooh, forget about forgot that. forgot about that. Yeah. Forgot um, about that. We so know there were a lot of names. I can't. I can't wait for those bowl games. Yeah, it's going to be great. But yeah, Ole Miss, uh, your shortstop can't play ping pong without breaking a foot. Uh, baseball is not happening for you this postseason, and now you're a softball and golf school. So that's fun. Yeah. I guess. Uh, you're a spring sports school. Yeah. Okay. If spring rolls around. Ole Miss. Get high Time to get sports. out there. Get, yeah. get ready for that softball really and get true, to the links. Yeah, be a true Ole Miss fan yeah. for some golf ball. Or golf ball. Softball yeah. and some golf. Uh, <laughs> so congrats on that. Um, that's bear bashing. Next is this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll run with this one, unfortunately. Uh, it came to light last week and was reported over uh, – Many social media forums. Uh, there still is yet to be an official release, so at this point, this is just a speculative thing. But it's it's all but the fact that it's happening. I feel like is not good for us. But uh, it's a, it's in regards to our basketball team. Uh, you had Mario Kegler and Eli Wright within I think mere two days of each other request a transfer from oh, the was, program. Yeah, it was the night, and then the uh, next morning. Yeah, so uh, it was. That's not good, obviously. Uh, we, we dealt with this whole transfer uh, stuff from uh, Brooks, uh, the signee that we had. Right. Uh, we dealt with the whole re- releasing of transfer, all, all that release nonsense. And I thought we were done with that. You know, we didn't get Brooks. It was a little disheartening. But at the same time, I was like, you know, our, our lineup's already pretty loaded. We got what we wanted out of this class in that we got Baby Witherspoon. He was the key. He was the driver of this class. So mm-hmm. I was I was still feeling perfectly fine about it. Right. But, uh I'm not going to lie. I, I'm baffled by this. Uh, Eli Wright was a little 
a little less shocking just because I know he was one of the freshmen that didn't play as much and so, you know, didn't really fall on deaf ears if he would have been like, hey, I just want to play more. There's right. just a lot of room for him. He's at, he's at a position where we have a lot of talent and depth. Uh, but Kegler, I mean, this was a guy that was a top three scorer for yeah. us. This was a guy that was starting. I mean, I think he probably started 92 to 95% of the games this year that he was available. Mm-hmm. Uh, key contributor. And like I said, if anything, he was building towards a bigger role for his sophomore year. Right. Um, on a team that, like I said, I know the team may not have been what he wanted it to be his freshman year, but you had to see that there was potential there. And if, yeah. if it comes around, like I said, you've only gotten better because you've added more talent from this upcoming freshman class. you got to think there's a better possibility for next year. So for him to want to transfer, I don't know what's going on. There's obviously something going on that we're not being told. Hopefully more will come to light of this. I don't know how it works with these transfers. If you know, I know they've requested the transfer. I know we have to officially give it to them. I don't know if we will or not. I'm a little bit worried about this whole situation because losing somebody like Kegler and obviously also losing Eli right on top of it is not good for the program. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know who uh, never transferred? Fred Thomas. Okay. Fred Thomas was the best basketball player in Mississippi State history. Shout out to Fred Thomas. All right, we'll cut that part. Yeah, we're going to cut that. Uh, Cullen with the insane hot takes. He's just coming out of left field with his takes tonight. Um, But, yeah, it's not not good. This is more than just a – passing fancy little concern this is red flags are getting hit at this point because mm-hmm. we can't lose somebody like that we really can't so I, I I'll go ahead and just say it that you know if we lose somebody like Kegler um, and Eli for that matter we we could not we could be another year behind on the Howland program we always thought that year three was going to be the year he'd make the jump and with the talent he had but Kegler is a corner piece of that I feel like for that year three jump. So if we lose somebody like Kegler, I'm very concerned for next year. Well, yeah. I hope I hope that nothing comes to fruition. Maybe he just had a weak moment and somebody told him to do this and he can back out of it and say, no, I'm going to stay. But, you know, until we get official word from Hell State, we'll never really know. Yeah. that's It's very um, disappointing to see. Uh, Kegler, yeah, like you said, you just wonder why he does that. He was one of the main guys last season. Eli Wright. One of the guys maybe you'd think would transfer. Yeah. Because he's not, you know, he's a, he's a bench guy. Yeah, he's only getting, you know, five and six minutes at a time. So that's right. understandable. But, I mean, Kegler was literally, he was a 20-plus minute guy. I yeah. I mean, he was yeah. starter. I mean, one of our top three scored most games. I mean, he had a couple games and he went off and he was the leading scorer. And unless Howland just said something to him in this offseason, I don't see why he wouldn't have thought based on what happened this year. It's like, I'm going to be a big part of this team next year too. Right. Right. So, we'll see where that ends up. Uh, but that's why, that's why we can't have yeah, nice things. Yeah, that's why we can't have nice things. People just Fred Thomas was a nice thing. No, he wasn't. He missed dunks. But. Can we turn this mic off now? <laughs> made threes, made threes. Shout out to Fred Thomas. <laughs> and his like kid, him. and his kid. Okay. Well, that's true. Yeah, don't make fun of his kid. Shout out to IJ Reddy's kid if we're doing shout out to basketball Shout out to Colin Borker's six kids. Wait, you don't know. Okay. I just assume. Now you're being hypocritical. Next we got King of the Ding. Shocker, it's Brent Rooker. Hit another one in the SEC tournament. Hopefully he can uh, continue that in the regional play. That's short and sweet. I don't think you have anything else to add. I mean, the fact that, they're, the fact that they were pitching to him that early was just hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, top dog, doghouse. Okay. Uh, I, I got my doghouse locked and loaded. I'll start you, it off. You, you go ahead. You go first. Yeah, my doghouse is the eighth inning of mi- any Mississippi State baseball game. Uh, it's either going to be great or it's going to be disastrous. More than likely, it's disastrous. Uh, that Florida game was just one of the worst things I think I've ever watched. And I've watched 
the three to two Auburn game. I've watched us lose to Maine in football. I've watched uh, Fred Thomas play basketball. It's one of it's one of the worst. <laughs> um, but yeah, eighth inning against Florida, eleven runs, twelve three ended up being that final after we had a three nothing lead the whole game. Eighth innings, ugh, you're in my doghouse, Jeremy. What do you got? I went on my rant earlier. Pulmonary, you called out our boy Kenzaro just because you're a little bitter that we got him, and because now he's about to have not only is he's gonna just beat you continuously over these mm. coming years, he's gonna have a nicer stadium than you. He's gonna get better recruits. He's gonna be better than you in every which way. He's got bigger biceps. He's got bigger biceps. Mm-hmm. Uh, his wife's younger. That's, just that that's practically. That's I mean practically that's, standpoint. Pretty much has to be, but yeah. Yeah, he gets to enjoy his kids because they're younger. So, haha. Uh, that. Oh. We're just, I'm, I'm attacking the man at this point. <laughs> if you can't tell, I just don't like this marionette guy. So this is actually a great doghouse for me because I just I don't want to I don't want to put down any dogs right now. I understand we put down eighth innings. That's okay to put down. But you know, for dogs, we need dogs to be uplifting. We got a regional coming up. We got NCAs coming up for track and field. We need y'all to be positive. So we're gonna throw some positivity, and we're just gonna call out other people. Marinari, you're in my doghouse. I don't like you. You know it. You heard me from it. And you know what? I'm going to say it one more time. Earmuffs, kids. Earmuffs, you're a baby back little bitch. (laughs) Very, very good stance on pulmonary by Jeremy. Um, Next we got Top Dog. Uh, You got your Top Dog? I do have my Top Dog. You have your Top Dog. I do have a Top Dog. Uh, For me. Let's see your Top Dog. Um... Lots, lots of great stuff going on uh, with Mississippi State. Obviously, baseball team there. You had some really shining performers. Mm. Uh, but for me, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I, I, don't, I don't know if we set this precedent yet, but I'm, I'm bringing back a callback. Uh, I'm just going to toot my horn with it just because I can. It's be the last time I can do it for this year. Uh, Nuno Borges, yeah. you know, the, the run he had, if it wasn't such an unprecedented run and it wasn't the first time we've ever had a semifinalist in the NCAAs, uh, I wouldn't have been throwing as much light on it as I am, but I mean, it is a historic run that he made. Yes, a great run. Yeah. Uh, and for him to be doing it at his age, as a tw- you know, nineteen, twenty year old, and should be back for what should be his junior year. Uh, I mean, he's done this really in three semesters. You know, somebody said he sh- he showed up last year in the spring, uh, so he's done this all in three semesters. He's already had like fifty nine, I think, plus wins at Mississippi State. I mean, he's good. He's going to – if he finishes his four years at Mississippi State, he will walk away the winningest player in Mississippi State history, mm-hmm. the best winning percentage in Mississippi State history, countless titles. He was SEC Freshman of the Year. He was SEC Player of the Year this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, he's got all the potential in the world. I mean, he's going to make a big jump next year too. So, I mean, there's no reason to think that Nuno Borges, if not one of the – if not the top player in the country returning, one of the top four, if not top three or two. So, Nuno Borges – Big fan of yours all year. We loved you on this pod. Loved you on this pod. We loved uh, your teammates on this pod. So I'm just going to throw Nuno a little bit, of, a little bit of praise one last time. This is the last time we talk about tennis for a little while. Uh, Nuno Borges, you're my top dog. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. My top um, dog is Fred Ross. Fred Ross. Okay. No, Fred Thomas. <laughs> Fred Ross in the doghouse. He doesn't even. Fred know. Ross should be a starter by now. Fred Thomas, my top dog. He's doing starting stuff. Okay, all right. Somewhere. Impromptu top dog by Thanks. Cullen. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> and there's Cappy. All right, good deal. Uh, my top dog, Cole Gordon. Cole Gordon. Just I didn't expect it. Um, seven, seven scoreless innings by him after beaming that one kid in the head. I don't condone that, but I think he's, he, uh, you know, he set the tone. Set the tone early, whether it be good or bad. 
uh, but seven scoreless innings came out, and we blew it. So Cole Gordon's doghouse might be the rest of the bullpen, but that's yeah that that's that's his thing. You know, he he can come on and do a segment if he wants to with that. But uh, top dog Cole Gordon, um, you just you, you surprised me, and hopefully you can keep that going in the regional. So uh, that's going to do it for us. We will wrap this wild show up. Uh, we will get back to you next week. Shout out to Fred Thomas. Once again, for God knows what reason. Or on Twitter, Fred Sosa. Fred Sosa. Okay, yeah. Shout out to them. And um, <laughs> hey, Antoine Duplantis. I hate you. Say, hurry boy, it's waiting there for you.